Welcome to another episode of Film Mary Gale. We were off key there for a minute. <laughs> that's uh, that's the name of the show, and that's the nature of the show. Always off key. <laughs> With Sam and Andy. Uh, uh, I'm, Andy I'm Andy Mitchell. I'm Sam Lansbury. This is a show in which we are uh, us. <laughs> we we talk about the movies we watched and we rate them on the silly uh, fuck Mary kill scale. Uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, Lots to talk about. A lot has happened in the week uh, since. Uh, Cinematically and in real life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, this is not also going to be a podcast where we talk too much about the the terrible news um, and police brutality. Just know that let's keep keep a baseline. We're definitely against that. Uh, yeah. We are definitely uh, believe in Black Lives Matters and that police reform. And hopefully, this is a break from the the terrible news of the world. Uh, to just be listen to two idiots be idiots and talk about movies. Um, so yeah, that out of the way. Um, hey Sam, remember how last week I was talking about like uh, putting an offer on a condo? I do. Uh, I remember you got you put an offer down, they rejected it, and then you put a second offer down. Yeah, and we waited all weekend, and then hours after you left, we got a call from my realtor, and they accepted that offer. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. I made a call for you, Andy. You did? I called Lori. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot helped us. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, she and I owe each other favors. Oh man! Well, Sam, you so kindly brought some uh, some bottles of alcohol. So let's go ahead and open these. Yeah. Um, I'm or gonna also say this too. We might drink another drink for another reason. I've got my phone uh, oh. not on silent. Keep going, <laughs> because today is the day. My little brother, uh, who will be known as uh, Joe Mitchie on the podcast. Joe Mitch, what's <laughs> going on? Him and, him and his wife are in the hospital now, uh, waiting to give birth to their second uh, child. So, congratulations, the Mitchell family. Yeah, if we get if we get a uh, text notifying that the the baby has been born and uh, all that jazz, we might be popping uh, some champagne later as well. So, Sam, hope you hope you were cool with getting a little bit of. Uh, a little bit buzzed during tonight. During Look, today's I, I, I showed up here. I woke up at two uh, and I did not shower and I did not eat. So I am ready for a champagne in the afternoon. Hey, don't judge my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good luck. Um, <laughs> Sam, how's the week been for you? Oh man. Um, I went in with a goal, Andy, and I failed completely. Oh uh, no. Tell well, me halfway. Uh, I, I went in with a goal of like, I'm going to watch three things. I'm going to watch three different types of movies. Mm -hmm. And I got halfway there. The The goal was very lofty. I said, I'm going to watch either Martin Scorsese pictures, mm -hmm. uh, the Chucky franchise, like any of things from the Chucky franchise, and uh, Claire Denis films, because I realized I have not seen enough of her films. I watched <laughs> a lot of Martin Scorsese. Yes, I noticed. All, like four Chucky sequels. <laughs> I also noticed this as well. And no Claire Denis. <laughs> I did, though, watch both Ghoulie films. I was about to make a French pronunciation on Ghoulie. How about you watch Ghoulie? <laughs> I did watch Ghoulie. Uh, my <laughs> friends saw <laughs> you can, uh, can you pass down the, the, the bottle opener? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, can, yeah. What, are you, what are you drinking, by the way? What would you get for yourself? I got myself. Oh, shit. Uh, I, since I'm an Idaho boy, I got myself a sweet potato ale. Nice. And you got me Uncommon Stout from Bent River Brewing Company in Rock Island, Illinois. We're not sponsored by them, but if they want to give us some money, 
We'll take yeah. it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Listen, you did you did watch a bunch of movies. I did. Uh, I, I upgraded my last week. I only had gotten in five. This week I got all the way to six. Congratulations. <laughs> and I also had a weird theme of at least at the start of all this. Um, but we'll get to that a bit. Sam, you want to talk a little bit since this is the last uh episode we'll tape before i guess technically before the oscars we might tape like right before the oscars we, on we sunday li- like the day of <laughs> Do yeah fake, uh, we'll, we'll, that's a fun different podcast yeah <laughs> we might we might talk we might try to do a reaction podcast without actually watching the oscars see what we happens might, <laughs> we might do a pre-crime minority report if you would <laughs> feel say about the oscars uh but yeah i guess the i have some vague thoughts i don't know about you um, I have a few thoughts. I did listen to uh, my former employer, Film Spotting, uh, talk about their picks for the major categories and mm-hmm. what they'd uh, go, what they'd replace, or what they'd kick out. What is a? What are your vague thoughts? I guess my vague thought is, uh, I guess I have one big one, and that is, why is Mank still there? <laughs> I I, re- I started rewatching it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't finish it, Andy. Oh, really? It's it's awful. <laughs> like, oh, wow. It's not just a bad script. David Fincher doesn't... I, I felt so uncomfortable because he's a very good director, mm-hmm. but he's very bad. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, like, almost unwatchable sometimes. Wow. And I, I don't blame him, but I also feel like maybe maybe you shouldn't have tried this. <laughs> wow. I, take Take that. Fincher's father, who had wrote a screenplay, and then oh, <laughs> Jack then, Fincher, like they should have also done a punch up on the script. <laughs> also, maybe should have done. Uh, it's something I never realized. How old is Gary Oldman? Because he's supposed to play like a twenty-year-old man. Oh yeah, this is all. If you listen to the Flop House, the Elliot Kalin has gone on a couple of hilarious little anti-mank rant, rants about how <laughs> we got manked. Yeah, yeah, about how Gary Oldman is clearly too old for this role and like makes Meg seem like this like grizzled old guy who like somehow in the movie like doesn't age yet also like ages 20 years um and he it's one of the it's one of those things where it's like it's in the style it's sort of in the style of old movies but not enough so to be like feeling authentic Mm -hmm. um I don't know I (laughs) I I liked it the first time I saw it I admired it I haven't given it a second view and now I'm a little scared to I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, if you can get through it, please let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, See, it's funny because I wouldn't be upset if, say, Amanda Seyfried uh, no, took she, home Best Supporting Actress. Wouldn't be upset about that. Um, wouldn't be upset. Wouldn't be upset at all. I think that they're very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I would be very furious if anyone but Chadwick Boseman won. <laughs> yeah, that's... That seems like the lockest lock of all locks this Oscar season, and frankly, mm. rightfully so. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where it's just like, it was a really great performance, and it's not like you're going to get an opportunity to, to, to award this man for his... I know like people dump on the Oscars for being sometimes like career awards, like mm. Scorsese wins for The Departed, just like, which is just like a good right time, right place moment to finally award him something. Or Glenn Close in the last five performance she's been doing. Uh. <laughs> God, if, if she wins, I, I can't bring myself to watch Hillbilly LG. True fact, uh, I, was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking last week for the challenge mm-hmm. that because the Oscars were coming up, 
uh, that I was going to try to challenge uh, you to watch some of the nominees that seemed interesting. I'll watch and the weird Pinocchio film <laughs> that no one has seen. I was, <laughs> I was definitely thinking about giving you Hillbilly Elegy if I was feeling like, I'm going to make you watch a movie that no one has liked. <laughs> but um, I don't know. We, I will say that it's a skip to the end. I think yeah. we should forego our usual give each other a single film to watch as a challenge for next episode. Cause I, my plan is to try to actually just watch as many nominees as I can. Oh yeah. Same here. I, I still haven't seen the father, although it is uh, it's, I already rented it uh, off the, off the uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a few days to get, the, I got a couple weeks actually to get started on that. So yeah, hopefully if, uh, that's the only best picture nominee I haven't seen. I still haven't seen um, pieces of a woman, or the United States versus Billy Holiday. Uh, mm-hmm. The lovely uh, fiance Colette has seen uh, U.S. versus uh, Billy Holiday, and I think I'll, I'll be generous and say she has very mixed thoughts about it. <laughs> I think she liked the performance, but it was also just like a real all over the place kind of messy movie. I've I've heard that that's been a common complaint about that film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I don't know if there's anything else I'm like look hoping happens. I. I do kind of hope Chloe Zhao and Nomadland win things. I think they're, they're weirdly the front runners, and that's kind of what a wonderful world to live in when that's the case. Yeah. Uh, I I'm still haven't seen it, but I'll probably make some time for oh, it yeah. uh, before. Uh, yeah. There's only three Best Picture nominations I need to see, so I'm a little like Which are those? relaxed. Uh, the Father, Minari, and Nomadland. I think. Ah, yeah. Those are the only three. Yeah, yeah and those, those first two, I think you still have to like VOD rent. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, my land's on that Hulu. So yeah, it's on that Hulu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I'm also hoping to see. Um, I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know about the chances of like documentary or international feature. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. really as watched. And frankly, sometimes past few years, I feel like my favorites haven't usually won. Except for the fact we're like obviously Parasite was gonna win international yeah, picture last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that <laughs> everything like if that doesn't win. Something's gone terribly wrong <laughs> in their Oscar campaign. Um. <laughs> But I hear collective. Who were even nominated for last year? What was the other ones that were nominated for Best Foreign? I can't even. Oh man, I can't even remember. Oh, like I got Wikipedia up. Let me let me double check that. What Um, is it? Parasite. Beanpole was that? Sorry, I'm just saying words. Beanpole might have been. No, okay. So there was Best International Feature. uh, Mm -hmm. The the films that lost to uh, Parasite Parasite were Corpus Christi. Okay. Polish film about a fake priest that I've been meaning to watch. Heard it's great. Uh, Honeyland, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of docudrama um, out of Turkey. Uh, Les Miserables, not an adaptation <laughs> of the of the uh, of the Victor Hugo. If novel. it is, it's a very liberal adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, and Pain and Glory, the uh, Almodovar film, which is also quite good. Have you seen it? I'm yeah, yeah. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched. I watched at some point last week. Yeah, I think it's quite good. I haven't seen. I think it's the only Almodovar I've seen is Painting Glow of Glory. Yeah. So uh, I'll give you some recommendations for next time. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Collective is on my list to watch. Mm-hmm. I may try to get the best actress movies in, and then, with the exception of Hillbilly Elegy, which I just feel like I don't have the time. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like even Ron Howard doesn't have the time to rewatch <laughs> that for his campaign. Um, but yeah, we'll so we'll we'll maybe talk more about this uh, next week and see. I maybe in weeks later we'll finally have reactions to it because I know you're the thing you listen to this show for. 
Um, yes. Is, is topical humor. Is it's, topical movie discussion. You want our hot takes uh, for like fames and film. Should we be more of a hot take show? Should we try to be no. more current? I mean, we could, but like we'll be probably fail. <laughs> like, we we could, might. We could also just do like jokingly fa- hot takes like. I don't know. Like Billy Zane is underrated. Let's. <laughs> That's. Oh, I know why you bring him up. Um, him right. and his fake wig. <laughs> the fakest of wigs. Let's talk about the movies we watched this week. Before we talk about something that we both don't want to talk about. <laughs> Damn it, Chris. Uh, All right. Damn it, Chris. Oh, by the way, I have a message from Chris Lash Thomas. Yeah. He. I'm a, apparently a, a donkey giving away messages. But, uh, he told me he wanted me to let you know. And he told me to say it in this type of tone of voice that, hmm, just so you know, Andy, Chris, that uh, Soul, which is basically Jazz the movie, <laughs> has been winning a lot of animation awards, so there. And I was like, uh, yeah, he would just want me to tell you that Jazz is still winning. You're right. Ja- jazz is still <laughs> winning things. I, I, I get that. And to be fair, Soul is one of the better Jazz movies there is in the world. <laughs> It's also not a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it is like, it is not. Um, I don't know any kids who have seen it. Um, but then again, the kids in my life are. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I think I asked Matt. I think <laughs> who I asked are the kids of your life. My, my nephews. Um, and your future and your future un, unborn child. Yeah. Yeah, it, they already told us uh, the name will be Ethan. So shout mm. out to Ethan. If, if I swear to God, Ethan, if you're if you're revealed to me during the taping of this podcast, we're going to go ape shit. If not, <laughs> it's going to be so unsatisfying for oh, people. Man. Oh man, we might have to wait. We have to make this episode three hours long. <laughs> we might. Um, how's anyway? anyway um, uh, yeah. Let's do the. Do you want to do your movies? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll tell you what I watched. All okay. six have watched. So I, uh, inspired by the fact that there's a bajillion of them on Criterion Channel, went on a bit of a uh, Marx Brothers rewatch for the first uh, half of the movies I saw. Um, I watched Animal Crackers, uh, Monkey Business, and Horse Feathers in the course of three days. And then, because I needed a bit of a break, I decided to, and because I'd gotten to Duck Soup, which is a movie I've already rewatched a bunch of times since. It's also one of your favorite movies. It is. Definitely, definitely. Um, And definitely, that is confirmed by watching the three previous uh, (laughs) Marx Brothers movies. Like, oh, Duck Soup is the best one. Um, (laughs) I'm still still looking forward to rewatching A Night at the Opera, though, to see how that compares. Anyway, I thought I'd I'd stay on theme and rewatch something that was equally silly and ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) Weird Al's magnum opus, UHF. Um, Then, as the weekend came, I finally watched watched one of the movies you left behind. Mm -hmm. Um, We meant to watch Offside after... uh, being so enthralled by uh, this is not a film uh, that's still here. I'm gonna, but I did watch Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> um, I I I'll, I'll withhold my opinion. Um, I have a feeling you'll ask about it in some form. I mean <laughs> that show. weird that weird Brian De Palma musical. How could I not? <laughs> and lastly, I watched uh, the 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 film Thomas Chris, your roommate, challenged us to watch <laughs> Uwe Boll's Blood Rain. Now, I know, I'll just skip to the end. I know that was also the, unless something else happened uh, between your, your watching this morning and your apparent nap, um, <laughs> uh, you, you watched Blood Rain last as well. Uh, I, I, how dare you? I managed to fit in an Andrew Toskowski movie. Wow. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't realize it was the last movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I finished the mirror. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> the mirror finishes you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that cannot be more true. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I did. My last movie was also Blood Rain. But uh, Andy, I, I started this week by watching a film I had never seen before. Uh, the After Hours, the 1985 Martin Scorsese film on cool. the farce on yuppiedom, which went way over my head. <laughs> uh, Child's Play 3. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no subtitles for Child's Play. You got to respect that. Just Child's Play 3. Uh, it's, it's, well, if you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, then we went to uh, the late 1990s masterpiece, uh, and uh, I'll be Perfectly honest, this is probably one of the best movies I saw uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead with Nicolas Cage and Martin Scorsese. Okay. Uh, then I followed up with finishing his comedy special with Fran Lebowitz <laughs> uh, with Pretend It's a City. Really, really funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Pride, Bride of Chucky. As you do. Followed by Vivarium, which I it did not break my rule because it just watched – somebody watched it – uh, while I was in the room, <laughs> I did not technically choose this movie, but uh, yeah, the Vivarium was uh, the Jesse Eisenberg and Emojin Poots suburban uh, horror psychological dramedy. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Seed of Chucky, the final of the like f- final of my of like the final Chucky films of my high school years, I guess, and then I stopped. Yeah. Caring about them. And they just rebooted it too, right? Didn't Mark They Hamill? did. There was two more, but then they did another reboot with Mark Hamill as oh. the ch- voice of Chucky, which mm. was not nearly as loved. Uh, but then I uh, I hung out with a couple friends from Facets, and we got we had some beers and had some pizza and watched both Ghoulies movies. <laughs> and then followed it up nice. with this morning of Blood Rain. Okay. Um, all right. All right. So, we flip the coin to see who goes first. Call it Sam, heads or tails? Uh, tails. It is tails. All right, Sam, would you like to give or receive first? I will give uh, first. All right, all right. So, you're going to give me my three films, which I will rate on the Fuck, Mary Kill scale out of the six I've seen this week. And they are... Okay. UHF. Uh-huh. Horse Feathers. Oh, Okay. And Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, slightly zagged. I thought I thought you were either going to give me all Marx Brothers or the last three, but I guess we're going to portion off Blood Rain. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a very fun conversation about. We Blood Rain. we would be killing Blood Rain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Both of us. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Chris Thomas. I. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I am going to. Fuck. Because <laughs> you like UHF, I like all three of these movies. I, I, I okay, sorry. I like, you, <laughs> wow, you, that's weird. Yeah. Phantom of the Paradise. Like. Yeah, you thought you thought you thought I wouldn't, but I like all three of these movies. Oh man, um, uh, I. You, you, this is weird. This is weird that your face is like you're having more thoughts about this. It's it. Is it a tough one? It it's between. Two comedies I've rewatched that I think are definitely flawed in fundamentally um, not cool ways. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Then this movie I'd never seen before that is, is so <laughs> bizarre. I can't, I, can't, yeah. I can't quite say I loved it, but boy, I admired the hell out of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, man, I... <laughs> 
De Palma, De Palma really is a stylist and a craftsman. And like, there's definitely some sequences in here where we're just like, well, now you're just showing off. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it, and you know what? I got to respect that about it. <laughs> in a way, it, it fucking goes for it. So with all these opinions, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to fuck UHF. Okay. Cause I need, all cause right. I need to keep that. I don't want to kill that. Cause yeah. that is a, that is a nostalgia film for me, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a big weird Al fan of uh, from, from my youth. And I remember when I was a, a kid and I was in the boy Scouts, um, we would spend, we'd go on monthly campouts and sit around campfires and recite lines from various things like Monty Python, like uh, Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And of course, like UHF, the whole wheel of fish thing. I know that, the the characterization of these characters is is has not aged well, yep. and yet there's still there's something deep inside me that still laughs at the idea of being yelled at. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many silly dumb gags that like just I still think are still think work on their just sort of childish level. There's a lot that still like gags that like you should you would not get away with uh, mm-hmm. in a 2021 film such yep. as. Uh, someone pretending to be Gandhi, who is definitely not not Indian, um, for a bit. Um, there's, uh, the f- Michael Richards doesn't really age as well in this movie too. I mean, like, I remember once hearing in a podcast. I think it may have been a Nerdist uh, podcast where like Weird Al talked about how like UHF is a uh, is a fun movie and he's glad for the cult that's around it, but it's also not a movie that's going to be revisited or. Mm-hmm rebooted anytime soon mainly in part because you know the persona non grata status of michael richards and the weird right-wing nut nut job that is victoria jackson Uh, yep um but yeah it still it still makes me laugh it's still excessively stupid it's definitely (laughs) like a movie that is from a like completely different time like someone on letterboxd i forget who like point out how like you know they loved it also for like their childhood just being like i can't believe i watched this movie so much as a kid i can't believe any kid would watch it now like would they even know what a uhs station is (laughs) no absolutely not uh i watched it on briefly on uh cable when i was like i think 13 (laughs) and i had to like i just (laughs) i i had no idea what it was so i just equated with a public access channel and i was like oh this is what this is right you're not wrong and you're not you're not exactly wrong i mean it's 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 pretty close. I don't. I, I I think for even though there's like offensive stuff in it, there's there's still like a weird owl sweetness to it all. We're yeah. just like maybe it's offensive now, but it's also like it's coming from a real like childish like just making fun of everything. It's the kind of like I hate this use this excuse because mm. this is the kind of thing that like the Simpsons would use for a while when we started to accuse them of being like, hey, why does the poo still exist? <laughs> um, it's like we make fun of everybody. It's like but. That's not an excuse per se, but there is like a spirit to Weird Al's brand of comedy that is very just like kind of free form and very just like childish and yeah, really not trying to hurt people in a weird way. Um, just yeah. E- which is weird because there's a gag in which someone is cut in half. <laughs> but it's not done maliciously. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you sh- don't fuck with Conan the librarian then. <laughs> you know what? Get your books on time. <laughs> don't. Uh, be wary of those late fees. Uh, 
<laughs> Dude, you know what other gag I love the most too? Like again, it's 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 insensitive. But mm-hmm. when he's late to his date, to, and he goes, like, what time is it? And a fist just comes through the wall, and he goes, like, 7 o'clock? Oh, no. <laughs> just because he looks at the watch on the fist <laughs> of the karate school next door. Oh, so weird. So dumb. Um, but yeah. So Yankovic. <laughs> yeah. Um, which means, yeah, just by sheer fascination and desire to watch again uh, <laughs> in the Whoa. future. Phantom of the Paradise is what I'm going to marry this week. I feel like oh for two now. <laughs> you know, I almost well maybe I should switch that because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I would fuck now. I I'd I'd fuck with Phantom of the Paradise again, and I definitely would like marry and rewatch UHF. I feel less like gumption about that. For, mm-hmm. for even though I think I think Phantom of the Paradise is a better movie. Oh. Um, I, it's been a while since I've seen UHF, so I can't, I can't argue. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, on a sheer technical, like filmmaking craft level, I mean, it's definitely doing more and yeah. trying to do more than UHF is. Um, I will say this, uh, which would you rather see become a Broadway musical, uh, UHF or Phantom of the Paradise? Obviously Phantom of the Paradise. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they already, Already, like, already. I've not seen Phantom on stage. I don't know how my uh, my lovely uh, fiance feels about Phantom. Uh, she's a mm-hmm. much bigger musical nerd than I am. Um, I don't know how she feels about Andrew Lloyd Webber in general. Um, you know what? These are things I'll have to check in and make sure I understand before we actually get married. I also love that you're buying a house together before you know this. <laughs> this is this is uh, this would be questions one and two if I was moving in with somebody. You're right. How this do you feel weird. about Phantom? How do you feel about Andrew Lee Weber? I got to know these <laughs> things before we co-lease an apartment together. <laughs> well, you you know the story about how like we moved in together, right, too? It's uh, like the suddenness of it please, all. Please, please. Uh, so you have I, the platform. I am definitely a more of a Colette. Colette knew that we were uh, we were a sure thing. Mm-hmm. I'll say earlier than I did. And, not, not, and that's my own nervousness and hesitancy i tend to be more of a one step at a time kind of person mm-hmm. that being said the amount of relief uh, i felt after i proposed that like oh i did the right thing was immeasurable <laughs> but um it's like it's the easiest decision you ever made um yeah, yeah one of them uh <laughs> yep we so we were in together for maybe like a year and a half and i it was time to sign my re-sign my lease at my studio in lincoln park and i kind of <laughs> You know, was nervous. Like, well, should we get a place? And you know, I'd stay at her one bedroom uh, every now and again. But like, we thought we should get like our own space, and it should be like the perfect space. Like, so let's like I renewed my lease, and I thought let's think about it. Like around this time, when your lease is up and my closer when my lease is up, we'll start searching for like the perfect apartment. And then I got bed bugs. <laughs> my my building. I totally got, forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> My building got infested with bug bugs. I was, <laughs> I was attacked by them several times. Um, were, I, wait, were you working at HipCat or, or TopCat as the trivia guy when that was happening? I think I was. Yeah. I think you remember you saying like you didn't want to go back to your apartment because you had bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> One night, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. That is that. That was a uh, that was a real time in my life, and as I'm like trying to figure out like what to do, like because it. At first, I'm like, I had bed bugs, and then they got treated, and then they came back. Um, and <laughs> Colette, in her infinite wisdom, was like, 
You need to leave that apartment. You need to leave. I can't be with a man who wants to like live with Laos is how she phrased it. <laughs> like you are infested with Laos. Um, I mean, why did you, when they came back, what was your excuse? You're like, I don't, like I'm glad you, I missed you guys. I don't know. Like, I, was <laughs> fucking, I don't know. It's, I don't have like an excuse of being like, well, I mean, I, I was being, it's like, I needed, I wanted to keep my space and the dream of our separate, separate apartments alive. But, but I think I also didn't know where to go. Like, what would I do? So the fact that like, I was like, we need to like, you need to leave that apartment. You need to move in with me. Uh, mm. that be, now that I had like a place to go, sort of like, yeah, you're right. So I got out of that apartment and, uh, we moved in together and then we got this apartment. You never looked back. Never looked back. And then I proposed to her. And it I all... mean, guess once. Cause you had to like make sure the bed bugs didn't follow you. Yeah. We had a lot of spraying and a lot of stuff to make sure that like, and a lot of washing your stuff on hot, on high heat. Cause that's what kills it all. And mm. so far so good. Yep. Uh, this, this place has been, a. Uh, mercifully uh, devoid of Laos. What if I just unzipped my face and it was just, <laughs> I was a bed bug. <laughs> this podcast we over right now. The episode wouldn't even come out. Oh, or no, I would. I, 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 I was going to surprise you. But no, it's not a pleasant surprise. You've I'm traumatized sorry. me. I'm sorry. I won't, I won't unzip my face. <laughs> the illusion will happen for longer. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Phantom of the Paradise. I'm marrying because it's... That is or, amazing to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I just say... Yeah, I'll marry it. Fuck it. I was going to uh, say, like, you were debating whether it was... <laughs> I, I, know what I'm, I know what I'm feeling, but I, I feel like Phantom of the Paradise will... I think will age a little better if I keep that in my, in my life, even though it is bonkers. <laughs> it is beyond bonkers. <laughs> um, but it's, it's got Paul Williams in a crazy role. It's got his music. It's got uh, Jessica Hopper. It's got uh, an homage to the opening of Touch of Evil and Psycho. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot about <laughs> the lawn, the like lawn. Yeah, like the double long take. Oh man, it's like split screen for some reason. But because basically, I just thought like he's showing off. He's just wanted <laughs> to show that he could do this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's 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 fun. And I guess horse feathers is is hmm. is fine. Um, <laughs> I just think of the the movies. I mean, I prefer of these three. I prefer Monkey Business. Oh, um, uh, so I don't feel too bad. And plus, also Duck Soup rule. So if I'm gonna kill a Marx Brothers movie, the thing about being a Marx Brothers fan is it's like being James Bond, a James Bond fan. There's some bad stuff in there. <laughs> oh yeah, all of Doctor No. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think Doctor No is okay. I oh, mean, the like, first scene. <laughs> what way is it all okay? <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe I need to rewatch Doctor yeah. No and, re- and redefine this, because it's got the the crazy. I don't know. Um, I think I think uh, you only live twice is hella problematic. I um, I I haven't. That's the only one I th- don't think I've seen. Really? <sighs> don't hold me mad. I actually haven't seen a lot of them. Oh, uh, that's okay. Um, Should that be what I watched? Find out. <laughs> um, horse but, Horse Feathers is fun. Yeah, Horse Feathers is the one where um, they're starting to get toward like. Monkey Monkey Business is is good because I think it it sets up it's just a, basically a Looney Tunes cartoon um, <laughs> about how they they've stowed away on a ship and become friends with gangsters oh. and adventures ensue. Um, Horse Feathers is is sort of like a a, a a dress rehearsal or sorts for um, 
duck soup or mm. or maybe duck soup is just basically let's heighten horse feathers to an extreme uh, angle. Whereas duck soup is about what if Marx, what if Groucho Marx was the leader of a nation and went to war? <laughs> this one is like, what if Groucho Marx was the president of a university and had to play football? So, so you it's, could, go, it's going the mash route of things. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's got some, it's got some funny, I think the, mm-hmm. the swordfish, uh, bit where um groucho tries to get into a speakeasy that chico is uh manning the door for is is probably my favorite sequence of that so yeah find that one on youtube and you're cool um but then you know there's other stuff there's there's they there's the silly romantic plot that doesn't mean anything and zeppo is a romantic lead which again you don't need um but (laughs) wait zeppo isn't that the like i i feel weird to say this isn't that the straight straight uh, That's the guy version guy, yeah. of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Like, the, like the most normal person, but like he's the most normal one. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember right, one of those one of the stories I know about the Marx Bros is that Zeppo has like known to do Groucho's bit. Oh like, yeah, he did it for a while, and they almost got to a point of him doing it better than Groucho and then yeah, like I think the movie that's when they start doing the movies, and it's like when yeah. they told like Zeppo to like hey just just let me do my shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there've been there were moments. I remember the. Uh, a relationship prior to Colette uh, was also, uh, they were also very obsessed with the the Marx Brothers. And they had told me too that like, in like the Broadway days, if like uh, Groucho was sick or hung over mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and they needed to do something on the, for like their Broadway show, Zeppo would sometimes come out and be like, ah, how's it going? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love to believe that'd be funny if like somehow, somehow Zeppo was out Groucho-ing Groucho and Groucho <laughs> wouldn't have any of it. It's like, no, it's my lane. Get out of it. Get out of here. Go learn the harp if you want to steal someone's lane. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Well. So, that's that's what I'm fucking and marrying and killing. Sam. Yep. Are you ready for your three? I'm ready and willing. All right. You're gonna you're gonna notice the theme of this. Um, I would like you to fuck Mary Kill after hours. Okay. Pretend it's a city. Mm-hmm. And ghoulies. I see the theme. <laughs> These are all films uh, featuring Harvey Keitel. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. Is Harvey Keitel in Ghoulies? You'll never find out. I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Try testing me that. I guess I can't look it up. He's he's General Ghoulie. Uh, (laughs) He's the guy in the toilet. It's one of his his best parts. Oh, God, of course. How could I not recognize him? (laughs) Just green with envy. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Pretend the city after hours and Ghoulies. Mm -hmm. Okay. It should be easier. <laughs> it should be way easier. Uh, well, yeah, it is. I am going to f- fuck after hours. I'm gonna fuck after hours. Cool. Uh, it, it, like I said, it's a it's a, a farce about yuppie scum mm-hmm. from 1985 <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know if you ever know uh, this is something i don't know if you feel uh, about me andy i'm very young and <laughs> I, I i i felt weird watching this movie because there's supposed to be a giant like elevate uh, giant like level of satire that like oh we're supposed to hate griffin dune as a character yeah like he is a yuppie scumbag and i i never found well, like anything like to grab onto that, like the the idea of the yuppie scum is something so 
foreign to my mind. <laughs> outside of its, outside it's, of its, like general... it's like being mad at flappers. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like those damn flappers. Where are they just ruined the country. It's like, I, like I have no idea what a yuppie is now, and I'm like, I, I, it's so beyond. It's so such a specific archetype in cinema that like <laughs> I can only enjoy it through satirical ideas like uh, mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street or I guess even. Um, American Psycho, uh, another oh, yeah. great, uh, like that's just up to upteenth level of like, this is a fucking scumbag. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, but this one is like, oh, we're all supposed to hate this guy. Cause he's like, he's a, like a process intern. And I'm like, he's just making his money. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, just, if like, you're I, supposed, weird, like, I don't know if we're supposed to hate him first. I don't know if I quite agree. Like, I feel like it's definitely like, he definitely sometimes brings some of the negativity onto himself. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. No, he is the character of, that Griffin Dude is playing is also not a good guy. Like, but it, but he's on, kind of a, a gross man. On some, at first, it's sort of like I feel like it's a. I I feel like the the shtick is that like here's us an average guy who's just trying to find love, trying to trying to fucking score with some lady he met at a diner. Uh, but boy, does he like this, does this normie, uh, I, I feel like on some level it's like, I guess it's a satire of, of yuppie scum while also like trying to like sneak attack for the yuppies themselves. Like, oh man, look how scary the other parts of the city are. (laughs) I, I can't, I don't think Scorsese hates the, I guess the Soho area that it's in. No, I I don't think he has that like amount of like fear of it, and I can't. So I guess I can't. I don't see that argument of it him being like, of him being scared of like the of like the artistic world or like. No, I don't. I don't think that. I'm not saying that's what the movie's about either. But okay. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's. It, uh, it doesn't. It. I. It just. It. I guess I've just seen better films of his, and like I've seen more, like. I've seen more pointed films and this one definitely mm-hmm. seemed like there's a lot of experimentation with it. Yeah. It definitely has a bit of a, like the feeling of kind of a lark. Like, I don't know really like where is that in his career at this point? I guess it's like, post. I think he's about to do King of comedy. If I'm remembering mm. right. Which yeah. is a secret masterpiece. of his. Uh, uh, no, it, Not so secret in this podcast. Not, yeah. Not so secret in this podcast. But uh, I, 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 I will say this. I, I've also been watching, I guess, a lot more. I've been watching French New Wave, so I'm a little. I this is like, I can see the influence of that totally through eight hours of after hours of being like a really, like, phonetic and like kind of boundary pushing, like just having a lot of fun with the phonetic energy and like just going with not really caring about plot that much, but like also mm-hmm. just going with like the moment of the scene. And I. There's some great moments of experimentation in this. Yeah. But the majority of it, I, I found very, uh, I, I didn't think that there was a strong enough character for me to like grab on and enjoy. Oh, interesting. Especially with Griffin Dune, like, like, especially, I, I guess, counteracting that with bringing out the dead, which Nicolas Cage is like the strongest character. Like he's also oh, yeah. with a thousand other strong characters in it. Uh, uh, but that, you didn't ask me to compare it to that. Uh, well, you, you're still fucking it, though. So you yeah, so you liked it. it, but it's not like eh, out of the three. Yeah, they, uh, it's not top tier. I I I don't know. I I I gotta do a a Scorsese uh, marathon at some point because there's definitely a lot of blind spots I have in his filmography. I I have like 
a couple huge embarrassing ones that I well, can't he, even he's say. like Spike Lee too, and just like he, yeah. he that, that the dude never stops. Dude never stops, and dude can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, just just leave him alone. <laughs> I will, I will. I'll just let him get back to work. I mean, uh, yeah, it's clearly his happy place. Yeah, he's uh, and you know what? He also doesn't stop watching films, which I think is really fun. Oh hell yeah, that's the best part about him. <laughs> he like. I love how he's like kind of the kingmaker now of like, yeah. oh yeah, Ari Aster, give him some work. Joanne Hogg, give him some work. Yeah. <laughs> give him some work. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joanne Hogg, I, I apologize, pronunciation. Um, you, you, but not Griffin Dunn. <laughs> Griffin Dunn is, he's not done, but he's like, he's fine. He's, he's like a just, working kept, actor. <laughs> you just calling him, you kept calling him Griffin Dune and I didn't want to pause, but I also was like, I'm just going to let him keep going. And is call it Griffin him, Dune or Dune? It's done. I mean... Every week, Sam, every week there's a name or a place you just don't know how to say. What do you mean? Umbrellas uh, of Schomburg all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I don't know about this. Uh, Max, Max Brothers uh, <laughs> movies you keep bringing up. But... hate you. <laughs> no, I can't uh, hate you. Yeah, but that means, Andy, I'm obviously going to marry Pretend It's a City. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm obviously going to yeah. marry it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's like it's like it's his most polished work. It's like out of the like, I I guess in the last like, it's weird because like it's his first twenty twenty film. Like he's been going on for how many decades now? Like yeah. he's been working since like the early sixties, and like there's a weird evolution of things. And now mm-hmm. he's kind of like getting into this elder statesman role mm-hmm. of like he doesn't need to do any flashy things. He's Martin Scorsese. He doesn't need to prove yeah. anything. And he's like, hey, guess what? I'm gonna make my version of the economy special where I'm just gonna ha- <laughs> I'm the only audience member laughing at my friend Fran for like four hours, which is great. Oh, wow. I never thought of it as that, like that being the angle of it too, but that's, I'm sorry. I just burped on, thank you for the spear. Um, but uh, that is a, that's a really, I like that as a take for that too, that it's his version of a comedy special with his favorite comedian, Fran, Fran Lee Boyce. Boyce. Oh. She is very funny. I do like her. Yeah, I do like it. Um, she's, ex- she's, she is exceptionally uh, astute and very, it's as close as we're gonna get to like him doing a comedy special. Like, I, I doubt like I doubt Michael Che is gonna try to <laughs> reach out or like Jesus and Marrow. Like they'll try to <laughs> try get Marty on it. But you know, Scorsese did a Michael Jackson video once upon a time. You don't think like Eddie Murphy would be like, hey, give me, give me, give me Scorsese. I mean, if Eddie Murphy has more than an hour, yeah. <laughs> Touche, touche. Um, he probably I, does. <laughs> that wasn't a challenge. That wasn't oh, me like throwing well, shade, but he's probably I'll, great. I'll say, I'll say you passed the test already based on just like putting those two ahead of. I just thought I thought I, I was ready to be like you're gonna put Ghoulies over something Scorsese did. Um, are you kidding me? <laughs> I love I love also though that like these are two, you know these are two of his. I don't mean to say this as an insult, but like yeah. these are two of his lighter pieces. I suppose like After Hours being just more of like. Well, it is kind of like a satire of like yuppie scum and their misunderstandings of like true like uh, ground level life and uh, are the artistic pursuits. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just uh, a nice tribute of someone from that era. Um, and like just like a weird like <laughs> the the big picture podcast described it as kind of like he basically just like is a series of Martin Scorsese saying, Hey, my friend, my friend Fran is really cool. <laughs> I really like Fran. She's so cool. <laughs> That's basically the tone of the series. <laughs> so, it, it is. 
just you know what? I kind of love to, like, it. Like, yeah, compared to like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, which is just like, like oh yeah, completely. <laughs> it's just like, hey, look at this messed up. Look how weird I could get. Make Robert De Niro be crazy for a couple hours, right? As opposed to Fred's super fucking awesome, right? Yeah, just isn't she fun? <laughs> She's just a, a hoot. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely different. I, I am kind of curious. There there was an entire thing I wish he would have explained in the in Pretend It's a City. Mm-hmm. On uh, my one complaint, I guess is who's the third guy at that table? They never oh, bring yeah. up. Who, they never <laughs> talk about that guy. Like, yeah. who is he? Yeah, what what's that guy? Is that just even just say like producer? Like reality TV does this all the time. Like the producer <laughs> will get in and they'll just say this is producer. Um, and look, I know it's if, if it's Ted Griffin and he's like <laughs> the the writer and producer of like. Ocean's Eleven, and he produced this. Oh. Uh, that would be a fun story. But otherwise, why is the third guy there? <laughs> Get him off camera. It's like, yeah, it's a uh, Marty if show, you, and Fran is the star. I don't if know. You can de-age Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro, De Niro and Al Pacino. Why can't you just erase this guy if he has nothing to do with this shit? Erase the third guy. <laughs> let's get the real. Let's get the re. Let's get the erase the third guy. Get cut. me the erased guy God, cut. God. <laughs> It's just them in a bar sitting down alone <laughs> with no one else in there. It's really badly erased, too. It's just like a weird like image, a hole, of like a person-shaped hole that follows them around. Better yet, it's like, it's like, it's like foreign. It's like, like France when they're trying to hide people from uh, Islamic countries. So they have a giant cactus over it. There's like a giant cactus oh, yeah. covering the third guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that meme and that weird news story. Oh, man. Uh, oh. But, yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna kill. Um, I'm gonna, gonna murder ghoulies. Which I can't look, Andy. I was technically in the room when that movie was watching. It was on, <laughs> when, uh, when but it was I, have, I have no, I have no real information. Although I will say, the person next to me did think that Ghoulies Two was Ghoulies One <laughs> when we watched Ghoulies Two. Sure, sure. Other okay. than that, it's uh, it's Satanic Gremlins. <laughs> it's literally just like uh, uh, a Satanic cult is trying to do their performance and they somehow get, uh, <laughs> they somehow like through their pro through their ritual. They have to like wake up dead puppet monsters that look like the look like little finger puppets. If they were like really closed up, <laughs> like those little like, ah! yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, and that's the matter of quality there. <laughs> but they're, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're watching uh bad eighties B movies, you could probably just, Kill it! It's it's unrem- it's unremarkable. Just watch Gremlins. Uh, okay. Watch Gremlins. It's a better film, and and probably it's copying this tremendously. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm killing that. But Andy, I guess that means we both have to talk about uh, Chris slash Thomas's. Film. Yeah, uh, he he challenged us. He he tried to take uh, a page out of uh, Your Love on a Leash and Green Misty Sky book. You yep. try to give us uh, a real notoriously bad film, Uwe Boll's uh, Blood Rain, um, which is a video game adaptation about a dampier, which is not a vampire, <laughs> but a half-human, half-vampire. Aren't vampires already half-human? <laughs> they're humanoid, but they're not half-human. I see. Okay. Um, Look, I feel like Chris Slash Thomas is a D&D guy. Which oh. I don't feel like it. I know he is. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for you to communicate his correction on this. It's like, actually, Andy, oh it's... 
Chris Lash Thomas, no more. <laughs> no more. Um, uh, I, it's it's not a good movie. Um, it's not a it's not a bad movie though. We've seen worse. No, it's, weird. it's a bad movie. Okay, it it, it it we've seen worse though. Yeah, yeah. I and think I, I doesn't deserve. Sorry. Yeah, I think based. I mean, those two others I compared it brought up: Green Misty Sky and Love on a Leash are definitely like worse movies. Yeah, but there's a. There's an extraordinariness to their their terribleness. That oh is, yeah, they're they're beyond. They're like they they go that uh, Thelma and Louise route of going off the cliff of crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's it's it's just it's that kind of movie you get from someone who clearly has never made a movie before and yeah. doesn't know what they're doing. And like you take for granted just like the basic uh, building blocks and language used in, mm-hmm. in visual language of, of a normal movie that when like someone, something so amateurish makes it out into the world, like a room, like a love on a leash, you're just sort of like baffled and, but also reminded of like, man, movies are hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, blood rain is, listen, I thought it was, I thought it was terrible, but, it, but I also just thought like it was, it got boring after a while. Oh yeah. It's, uh, the, it's weird that an hour and 20 minute movie mm-hmm. uh, feels longer than all three Lord of the Rings films. <laughs> and I think it's because it's, it's just tremendously mediocre and just so, yeah. you know where it's going before it even ends. And it's like, it's taking so long to get there. Yeah. Like as soon as like, as soon as for some reason our, our, our rain blood rain is getting like trained by, by Mike, by a very like, not giving a shit, Michael Madsen. <laughs> I was going to say, does he like acting? Because I don't know. This movie made me ask that question a lot. Does, <laughs> does he even like acting anymore? <laughs> I there, There's so many like not great performances in here, too. We're just like, you wonder, it's like, what was what was Michelle Rodriguez given to like be like as far as like direction goes? She was given, hey, can you please uh, not have that purple jacket that you clearly brought in from <laughs> From, from your house and like yeah and she said no <laughs> i'm taking well, i'm wearing it <laughs> there's a surprising amount of trivia uh of this film already on, like, surprising on or just in the right amount <laughs> i don't know like i thought like I why are people caring about this but yeah i mean i feel like the things that like i was i was wondering if it was going to get like extraordinarily toxic and i mean like it is toxic um but it on the kind of like passive level that a lot of these kind of movies are toxic and it's like not like extraordinary just sort of basic like yeah, it's it's real gratuitous in the nudity it has. Um, it's kind of it's it's all over the place in terms of a plot. The action scenes like are cut are edited in such like a fren- like frenetic erratic way that they don't really like matter. <laughs> they don't matter, and for an action movie, they should a lot more. But like they're also like flat, and everything yeah. looks so cheap. Like everything a, looks so cheap. It looks like it was everything was bought at a Halloween store like <laughs> two well, days before I said, shooting. I, I'll take that back. It's not like Ben and Arthur cheap. Like that. No, movie, no, 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 no. That, that's like they didn't. That didn't even have a budget. Like <laughs> <laughs> this guy got twenty five million dollars allegedly to make this movie. That's too much uh, for what I. Where did that guess, money go? <laughs> I guess that somehow enough money to convince Ben Kingsley and Uta Kerr to come. Well, those. Those don't work for anything. Yeah, I, I that was another question I kept on asking Ben Kingsley, why? What are you doing here, dude? But I that's also in trivia, like uh, in IMDb, he said something along the lines that 
he just kind of had the thought like he, he, he admits like I didn't really have mature reasons to want to do this movie I just thought like I've never played a vampire that might be fun <laughs> I'd love to play a vampire with like the teeth and the long and the long cape. And just see what that's like. And he's like, it's not probably a good movie. But after it was over, it's like, well, yeah, I got what I wanted. I got paid. He's already Ben Kingsley is already like grandfathered into like continually having a career no matter what. So true. Like there was he in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I'm trying to remember if that's like there was another like series of like there's like a long stretch of movies like what is he doing? Like. He, He's a he's a treasure and a confusion. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm looking at Ben Kingsley now. I mean, he's been in so much. He was in Shutter Island. Forgot he's been he's been in two Scorsese's at the very least. Um, couple Spielbergs. The dude, the dude loves to work. Dude loves to work. I get. The dude loves to work, and he does not give a shit about what it is. Uh, he just, but he and that's the thing. He's also he's not. I don't think he's. I don't think he's necessarily like bad per se. Just sort of no. like, sort of like, there's really nothing in this movie for him to do. No, it, it's, and I don't think it, it's also weird because like I don't think you able as a, I, I feel he's a very demanding person, and I know like <laughs> yeah, for his like personality traits, mm-hmm. I feel like he wouldn't know what to do with Ben Kingsley though. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not a he's not a skilled enough director to like. Say, hey, Ben Kingsley, let's talk for a minute and see if we get, like, yeah. subtext going. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. think those conversations ever happened. I, I doubt that, too. I did – one of the other pieces of trivia was that – so in the version I – I guess they said this was in the director's cut, but it was also – on it was the version of Am, that I saw on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Where Meatloaf, uh, <laughs> who, again, I was like – I kind of was wondering, like, is he bad or does he know the movie he's in? Like, I was trying mm. to, like, see if I could tell the difference. It's like, is he, like – on purpose being like campy or is he just like not a good actor it's like he's in fight club and i i haven't seen that in years and years but like i wasn't bad yeah but then there's anyway the point is in his scene there's a bunch of like random ass naked women just like lounging around him and in the trivia uve bol said that like those are like real romanian prostitutes that he hired because they were cheaper than actors (laughs) and just like you're gross like you're a terrible (laughs) man this is, gross man. This, is, this is what makes the movie like I feel like I kind of hate the movie more just on virtue of fact like like it's like this guy is like an obvious like troll and toxic dude he yeah he he took care of he like started whenever you're making movies because you are able to get oh, get through a loophole in tax incentives uh-huh. and that's the main way of how you're able to get financing uh-huh. uh, you can see why maybe you stop quitting maybe you should stop and yeah quit filmmaking yeah, and hey, he's we don't have to worry about him anymore. And we don't true. have to worry about Thomas's and Chris's uh challenge anymore. It's true. Um so yeah. So in, again, in lieu of a challenge, we're just going to try to commit to watching uh Oscar films and for our next show where we're going to I guess keep talking about Oscar films. We're going to be talking about uh we're going to give our speculations on what could have happened on the Oscars. Yeah. Before we watch the Oscars. That's right. That's right. Ben Kingsley streaked. Um, in it, honor. Was, it was great. Uh, I think when uh, when John Stamos went for best costume, I mm-hmm. think we were all like cheering for him because oh, we didn't know that he was so nominated. Was. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> that's all true. Um, is there anything before we close up? Any other like you? You'd mentioned that Bringing Out the Dead was the best movie you'd watched this week. That's yep. a big recommendation from you. Oh yeah. Uh, I was kind of like looking because I was kind of watching pretend it's a 
city alongside bringing out the dead. I was kind of like wanting more split screening. It was split screen (laughs) Uh, or just like watching an episode then watching bringing out the dead. Yeah. Uh, And I was wanting to like get some new energy or like get some new Martin Scorsese energy or Mm. like just have him like, just, just, I I was getting used to it and I was like, (laughs) I wanted to see new, new crazy Marty. And I, I got that fixed with uh, bringing out the dead. It's Mm -hmm. a Nicholas cage plays a paramedic. Mm -hmm. Uh, who is an alcoholic and trying to, and also sleep deprived. And he's just going throughout his regular day working in a, working as a paramedic in hell's kitchen, working night hours. And even like every day comes in late and his boss like says like, Hey, you promised the next time I was going to come in late, you're going to fire me. (laughs) And he's like, I can't fire you. Everyone's called in sick. You got to go out there. It's like, I swear next time you come in, I'll fire you quicker than you can count. (laughs) And he's like, but you promised last time I'd be fired. And he's like, it's like, and then you just get Nicolas Cage energy for the rest of the movie. It's so fun. It's so fun. I know. I I think Josh Larson loved it. I remember one of the film spotters, they did like an underrated uh, films of the '90s list, and I remember that was ranking pretty high. Um, yeah, that that I'm surprised I didn't get more airplay, or didn't get more like yeah. coverage when it came out. Any yeah. were there any films that you wanted to talk about on yourself? Uh, Not really. Kind of cover them all. Like to uh, review like the three Marx Brothers movies. I think they think they vary, and I love them. But rewatching these movies after so long reminds me of like they're cool. Not all their movies are good. Um, yeah. Animal Crackers, I think, is really kind of like weird and stilted, um, though it has some fun bits in it. I think Monkey Business is fun. I think Monkey Business is definitely like, oh, put that on. That's a good Marx Brothers movie. I think Horse Feathers is also fine, but not as fun as Monkey Business. I love Duck Soup. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to rewatch the the latter movies. Um, uh, I love UHF, despite its despite its many problematic flaws. Um, and I really like Phantom of the Paradise and yeah, Blood Rain sucks. Yeah, I mean, Blood Rain sucks. It's it's mediocre, and that's I wanted boring to, I, want, I wanted to come in here being like, can you believe this shit? And but, like <laughs> the way I felt after like Green Misty Sky and Love on a Leash, but yeah, it just was. Um, maybe I've been desensitized, or maybe it just wasn't that extraordinarily bad. Yeah, sorry, uh, people. I do want to say, uh, Andy, I am working on a. Before we sign off, I do mm-hmm. want to say I am working on a letter. To Josh and Adam. Oh, yeah? Uh, it, it Basically telling them, hey, please stop complaining about Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> it It's so insensitive. <laughs> As, like, a fan of movies, I'm like, oh, man, this is the worst movie we have to watch. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll cite Blood Rain as an option that they should watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want to complain. But. I remember they got a, I got a lot of likes on um, – on Letterboxd once. I know you like this movie more than I did, but mm-hmm. um, after the Happy Time Murders came out, yeah. I was just thinking, like, someone should watch this as a punishment for <laughs> Film Spotting Madness. But at that point, they're already committed to the bit of uh, of watching an Adam Sandler movie. Um, whatever. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Film Mary Kill. No, no, uh, no word yet on the nephew. So sorry. Sorry, Ethan. Uh, uh, you'll, hopefully you'll be coming in the next uh, few minutes or hours or maybe if it's anything like like the news of our condo you'll we'll get a call like an hour or two after you've 
uh, pieced out for the, for the recording, Sam. I guess I have to leave in order for Ethan to be born. I guess so. Well, I was hoping to share some champagne, but well, well, next oh, time. Well. Anyway, uh, find us online. I'm at PhilMaryKill on Twitter, and my handle on Letterboxd is uh, KineticAndroid. And your, our email is filmmarykill at protonmail.com. And you can find me at Sam Lounsbury on Twitter and Sam Lounsbury on Letterboxd. Excellent. And with that, we'll see you next time on Film, Film Mary Kill, Kill Shebang! Pop out, Ethan!